Um, how many of you guys were here last week? I am the door, I am the gate. You guys, do you guys remember all the gates? Does anybody want to be the best Christian in the world and yell them out? That, what was the first gate? Come on, I'm the sheep gate. All right. So uh, we're just going to stop right there. <laughs> and some of you guys got nervous. I got nervous. It would have been terrible. Um, we're actually jumping into uh, this, the seven I am statements of Jesus. So Jesus is awesome. He's real. He's alive. Amen, church. Come on, I'm from the south. Amen, church. There we go. Uh, you know, it's important to know what Jesus says about himself. Everyone in the world has an opinion about who Jesus is. Um, but in the Bible, we're actually focusing on this sermon series, the seven I am statements of Jesus. The statements that he says that he is. And I think it's important. You know, everyone has something to say about Jesus. But when Jesus says, I am, you got to pause and, and read. And, and so last week was, I'm the door, I'm the gate. Um, today, it's going to be so much fun. If you're taking notes, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Such a bold statement that he made. That's actually t- the title of today's talk. I'm going to read with me in John chapter 10, verses 14 to 18. I'm reading from the message version. It's way better than any other version. Uh, so Jesus says, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and my sheep know me. In the same way, the father knows me. And I know the Father. I put the sheep before myself, sacrificing myself if necessary. You see, when Jesus says he's the shepherd, um, we're we're not like, you know, really into farming or really into like, you know, uh, with Christianity, it's like, are you guys into agriculture? You know, we got seasons, you know. I'm expecting harvest. Come on. (laughs) It's a season of flowing. You know what I mean? Uh, We're not just into that, like, agriculture, even though it seems that way. It's because Jesus, man, he's always incorporating himself. He's using metaphors and analogies. So when Jesus says he's the shepherd, like, this is the moment we got to grab onto that. Yo, he's the shepherd. He is leading me. He is doing all these things. And the truth is, you can know of Jesus But until you understand who he is, you can never really know what he does for you. Amen? You can never really know. Like, I I know he's real, but what does he really do for me? I want to break down three aspects today of a shepherd. And um, if you're taking notes, number one, the first characteristic, the responsibility of a shepherd is this. Come on, I want you to say that loud. He protects me. I want you to say it with everything you got. Come on. He protects me. One more time, all over this house. Come on. He protects me. You got to believe that. As the shepherd, that makes you sheep, all right? So if your neighbor smells funny, um, all right, leave it there. Psalms 20, that was a bad joke. Psalms 23, verse 5 says this. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And, and for some of us, that kind of shocks us. He prepares a table in the presence of my enemies. In other words, in the presence of my enemies, he sets the table. That's mind-boggling because we come to Jesus and we're like, yo, I love Jesus. I don't need to have any more problems. I love Jesus, and now that I said yes to God, I shouldn't have any enemies, right? And, and that's a wrong way of thinking. Listen, Jesus being alive in your life, that does not mean that enemies will run away and you will have no more problems. Like newsflash. Like maybe saying yes to Jesus, you might got a little bit more pressure from people. Maybe saying yes to Jesus might seem a little different in this world for you to follow him. Maybe that might be weird for a lot of people. Just the thing that, just the, this thing you believe. And what's crazy is that him being a shepherd, him protecting us, he sets the table in the presence of our enemies. The people that are out to get you, the people that don't like you, the people that want to kill you, he sets the table there. Why? 
Because you need to know that you have protection in Jesus. He is your shepherd. He is going to protect you. You know what I found out in life? This is what I found out. That, you know, following Jesus, that's dangerous, man. But not following Jesus, that's deadly. Following Jesus may mean I may have some problems. I may have some pressure from people in the world that don't see the way I see things. Yeah, that might be, it might be, you know, I might get in trouble sometimes. You know, I, I, might be, I might be pushed to the side because society says this is okay. And I'm saying this is okay. And I might look crazy. But listen, following Jesus is dangerous, my man. But not following Jesus, that's deadly. Like, this is a matter of life and death. Like, there is an eternity waiting for you. And I want to encourage somebody today. If you feel like you're in a dangerous zone, maybe God is preparing a table for you. If you feel like you're in around a bunch of enemies, God is preparing a table for you. Amen. It may look crazy that I'm bringing my children to church every week and not to soccer practice, but I'm, I'm, I'm protected. I'm, I'm following Jesus. It may look crazy that I, I take time out of my day to talk to a God I don't see. It may look crazy to you, but hold up. <laughs> my God protects me. He is my shepherd. He protects me. And the enemy, he always loves to trick us, man. There's an enemy of your soul, the devil. He's out to get you. He takes no days off. And what's crazy is sometimes the devil, he works in, in weird ways. He, he tries to tell you how bad you are and how you don't deserve the protection of God and that you have no protection. And listen to me, I, I don't know about you, but I read the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, it literally says that God opens his mouth and the armies of the devil are washed away. I came to encourage somebody. If the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. All right? When, when the devil reminds you of where you came from, of who you are, remind him. Listen, my God is protecting me. You better hold up, boy, because I'm going to call my Jesus. You better watch out. I got Jesus on my side. My shepherd is walking with me in every moment of life. He's leading me. He's guiding me. He's protecting me. He sets the table in the midst of my enemies. You ever feel like in life you're just going towards trouble? Maybe that's God's will. I got you. Man, I don't know who this is for. You feel like you're going to a season of trouble, a season of you don't know what's happening. Listen, God is saying, I got you. I'm setting the table. I'm setting the table. I remember in New York, I have a huge family. Uh, almost everyone on the stage, just like my family. My brother was up here earlier, my, my sister, my aunt, my Danny, uh, Uncle Danny's right there. Um, we're a huge family, really big family. Um, and there's a story I want to tell, like, because, like, in, in Hispanic families, I don't know about every other family, um, but Hispanic families, get-togethers are just like, it's like the Super Bowl. It's really loud. It's very aggressive. So I remember being at the table. So you guys are like, yes, it is. Um, I remember being at the table, and I'm just around, you know, all my family. My cousin Marky, uh, he's somewhere here. He's, like, all the way in, like, the third, third story, all the way up playing video games. And, and my grandma, you know, she has a really anointed voice, right? So she's just like, Marky! And everyone's talking. Everyone's, like, talking, engaging. She's like, Marky, your food is ready. It's a little joke we have because she said it's so funny. So now we say it like, Marky, we're leaving. So, like, she's just calling him out. She's calling him out. Marky, your food is ready. Your food is ready. Marky, Marky. And out of nowhere, he comes running down, and he sits at the table. Listen, God is calling you, even though you're in this table full of enemies, even though you're in a table full of people who don't like you. Listen, God is calling you by name. He's saying, listen, I'm calling you down here for a reason, not to just eat, but come on, to stay full. Come on, I want to lead you through every moment of your life. Come on, somebody. He protects me. The table is ready table is ready. In the presence of my enemies. Amazing. Secondly, Jesus, the good shepherd, 
know, this isn't really that preached that much. But secondly, the, Jesus, the good, the good shepherd, he corrects me. Can we say that out loud today? Come on. He corrects me. Um, can you give me the staff? Go ahead and throw it. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so uh, protection. This is what shepherds used back in the day. And, um, you know, it's just awesome, right? You know, got the hook. And, and I believe that, you know, th- this hook part is it, like every service, every Friday, right? That's the hook of Jesus. Like you ever walk in and you feel like, man, Jesus is calling me. You know what I mean? Or like we're singing, oh, praise the name. We dim the lights and God's like, you, come here, right? So like this hook represents, um, this is a staff. So a shepherd holds a staff. This hook represents the grace of God. He's just pulling you in. You might have been really far away from God, but come on, he, he did one of these, right? He, come in. Come on, somebody. All right? You may have grew up in church, but man, he still pulled you in. He's pulling you in, and he's pulling you in. He's pulling you in. This is the grace of God. This is every single week at church. God is just pulling you in closer. He's pulling you in closer, right? We love this part. And uh, what I love in Psalms 23, 4 is that the psalmist who wrote this, he switches the game up. Like, he completely... Just look what it says. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So this is the staff, right? So staff, right? But then he says, your staff and your rod. Your rod. You know what this part, you know what this is meant for? So, if, if, you know, I'm walking with the sheep, right? I'm walking with the sheep. I'm pulling them in. I'm pulling them in. Grace of God. When one wanders off probably three or four times, he hits one of these, all right? That's what your mom does when she picks her sandal up, right? So he flips one of these. He's like here. He's a whoop. He's like here. And he's like, bah! He smacks that thing in the leg, right? Bah! He's like, eh! You know, bat. My bad. That's my dog when he gets stepped on. See? I don't abuse my dog. I love my dog. Come on. But sometimes you step on him. Yeah, back, right? Back. So he's like, come on in, come on in. And you know, sometimes they, they keep wandering. Back. Like, oh, back. He's like, come on in, come on in. And he does that because he loves it and he's correcting it to come back to him. And then all of a sudden, he, he goes off again a third time. I don't know how many times you ran away from Jesus. But sometimes this works, but sometimes you gotta do one of these. He got it. <laughs> it's funny. Some of you guys getting whiplash, like, oh God. Breaks the leg of the sheep. Breaks the leg. And I love this picture. Can we throw it up? We see this picture and we're just like, oh my God, Jesus is so awesome, right? You know, that thing, he's picked it up. He just broke that thing's leg, all right? Like he just cracked the leg open in half. He cracked it. He picked it up and the the sheep is in his presence. He's walking with them. And, And I love this because the psalmist says, listen, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The very thing that pulls me in, come on, the altar call moments, come on, it's Easter Sunday, come on. The real Christians come out the, the week after Easter, hold up. So, 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 right, 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 come on. He pulls me in, he pulls me in. And then your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I want to encourage somebody, you can take it back. I want to encourage somebody, listen. His rod and his staff, they comfort you when you understand that correction is actually a form of love. It comforts you. When you understand personally what it means to be corrected and be brought in the right way, correction with love, 
You say, man, 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 I, I would have never been here if God hadn't let that happen. I would have never been here if I wasn't broken. I would have never been here if he didn't allow that to happen. God, your staff and your rod, they comfort me. Without correction, that's not real love. Listen, you, you, you want the best for your life? Get under some leadership. You want the best of your life? Get into a small group. Have somebody, give somebody the responsibility to call you wherever, you, hey, where you at? That's what accountability is. Someone has the right to call you and say, where are you? What are you doing? Get out of there right now, all right? You want some correction in your life? Get into a small group. Serve on a team. Start, come on, the, the Bible says in James, come on, as iron sharpens iron, so shall one man sharpen another. Listen, we're walking through this thing called life, and you have so much grace. But sometimes, if it's just the staff, we'll keep wandering. But man, God wants to correct you in love. He wants to lead you. Imagine a church that says, God, your staff, that's awesome. But man, your rod too. Man, that leads me so much further. I don't know about you, but I want to give God some praise right now. Because his rod and his staff, they comfort me. They comfort me. Correction. As a kid, I hated correction. But it was until I grew up that I was like, Mommy, thank you for not letting me do this. Thank you for getting me pow pow. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Because, man, I, 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 been, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the correction of my parents over my life. And, and what would your life look like if you said, God, correct me? Don't just bring me in, God, but correct me. And you know, the, the thing is, you can never get to hearing God because he takes that limit and he just throws it through the roof. We can always keep growing. We can always keep just abiding in him and, and just being led and being led. Come on, God corrects me. He corrects me. Your, your rod and your staff, they, they help me. So the good shepherd, he protects me, he corrects me, and lastly, I'm asking the worship team to come up. He directs me. He directs me. Come on, you protect me, you correct me, and you direct me. Psalms 23, 2-3 says this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters, and, and he refreshes my soul. You know, being, being a sheep isn't really that fun, all right? <laughs> just to be honest, all right? Um, um, but when you trust the shepherd, you know that sometimes he's just leading you, and you're going through life not really knowing what's happening, but that you're being led. And the real thing is, is that in today's society, there's a lot of people that believe in Jesus, but they want to act like shepherds. There's a lot of people that want to believe in Jesus and believe in the good shepherd. And yeah, he protects me. Come on. He corrects me. But direction, man, I don't know, I don't know if he does that too. And sometimes we give God 80% of our lives. But listen, to be a shepherd... And to be a sheep, come on, that relationship needs 100% surrenderance. Like it really calls for you to give everything you have. Because the reality is that society has an effect on your life. Can I get an amen, somebody? Amen. Culture, today's parental culture, is, it's, it's really jacked up. And, and, and parents are just going with the flow. And they're saying, I'm going to lead my family the way every other family's running. And if my, my kids want to do this at 13 and, and 14, and I don't know about you, middle school is like the worst years of my life. Re really. It's the hardest ministry at our church. Because there's, there's sponges. 
And they're just soaking everything in. And what happens in, in, when you're leading somebody and you're not asking God which direction to take your family, you're actually allowing culture to have a say on your son's, on your daughter's life. You're, you're, without leading, you're leading. Without saying anything, you're saying something. Without going the way of Jesus, you're going the other way. Listen, it's black or white. And Jesus wants to direct you. He wants to guide you down this path. He wants to lead you and your family into new horizons, into a new worship, just mentality, into a new. He wants to lead you. But sometimes culture gets in the way of how we lead our family, of how uh, the direction we're going in life. What does culture say I should do? What does culture say the best job opportunity is? What does culture say I should do with my children? What does this book say? What does Oprah say? Listen, what does Jesus say about what I should do with my family? What is he saying? Because he directs me. If you feel like you're in a lost direction, you're in a good place. Jesus is leading you. He's speaking to you. Come on, he leads you. And, and culture should have a say in how you lead your family. Money should not have a say in how you lead your family. Money should not have a say on what you want to be. That shouldn't be the way. Jesus should be the director of your life leading you. The Bible's crazy. It's, it's really out there, right? It says it's really hard for a rich man to get into heaven. It's really hard. And maybe that's because he, he found his own shepherd. Maybe that's because people are finding their own shepherds and they're going with the wind like a dandelion. And wherever the wind takes it, that's where it goes. Question today is who is leading you? We take so much ownership and control, we actually lead ourselves sometimes. And I want to remind you guys, you have a sheep and his name is Jesus. And he wants to protect you. He wants to correct you. And he wants to direct you in, in and every season in your life. I don't know who I'm talking to today. But I think we got to get a reminder of what we should look like. We got that picture. This is what you should look like. Did I offend anybody in here? I got some grown men in here like, man, I'm a bull. I know she. Does that sheep look like he has a worry in the world? Come on, he's on a green pasture. You got another picture? Come on, let's throw the other one up. Oh, my God. He's leading me. This is what we should look like. And I know it's really, really funny. But, man, some of you guys look like a mad sheep. Some of y'all trying to be lions. Some of y'all trying to take territory that don't belong to you. Some of y'all trying to jump to your blessing too quick. Some of y'all trying to go away from the path. Listen, you are a sheep. He is leading you. He is directing you. He is leading you down this path. When you allow him to lead you, your life has to change. It's just so joyful. He's leading me. They're talking bad about me. My shepherd is leading me. They're judging me for what I look like. I'm happy. You want happiness and joy in your life? Follow the shepherd. Come on, accept the love of the shepherd. If you can do a favor for me and just stand up today. All over this place, let's stand up. Let's get that sound ready. Do we have the sound? Come on, everyone stand up. I love this verse so much. John 10, 15 to 17 says this. Cut it off, cut it off, cut it off. Too early, too early. It says this. You need to know that I have other sheep. John 10, 15 to 17. You need to know 
that have other sheep in addition to those in the pen. AKA, we in the pen today, but there's some sheep out there we gotta go reach. There's some sheep out there we gotta go touch. There's some sheep out there we gotta go witness. Listen, I found a real shepherd. You've been chasing money. You've been chasing culture. You've been chasing girls. Listen, I found a real shepherd. His name is Jesus. Listen, sheep multiply sheep. Sheep multiply sheep. This church grows. This church grows when sheep take the responsibility and grow more sheep. Since when in a human anatomy do you see men giving birth to sheep? Doesn't happen. Who gives birth to sheep? Sheep do. Sheep does. That's, a, that's another day. Throw it back up. You need to know. I have other sheep in addition to those in the pen, and I need to gather and bring them so that they will recognize my voice. Listen, he doesn't just protect you. He doesn't just correct you. He doesn't just direct, uh, what? Direct you. But, but he's calling after you. He's calling after you. And here's the reality of life, that there's so many voices, competing voices, that you probably forgot what Jesus' voice sounds like. So much busyness in our lives. And we, we talked about this Friday. There's so much busyness and competing voices. And with an unprepared heart, you know, seeds are going on concrete. It's not landing anywhere. And just maybe you forgot about the voice of God. But listen, God wants to tune your ears again because he's calling you. But everyone's standing. Uh, I'm going to play a sound on the count of three. And if you hear the sound, don't just sit down because people are sitting down. If you hear the sound, I want you to sit down, all right? I'm going to play it on the count of three. And just be completely honest, you know, if you hear the sound, just sit down right where you're at. Ready? One, two, three. Play it. If you don't hear it, stand up. If you don't hear it, stand up. Everyone just sat down. That's awesome. Thank you. The few, the proud. The Marines. Awesome. Let's all stand back up. Let's all stand back up. Y'all just going with the flow. Who is leading you? Who is directing you? I want you to raise your hand if you hear that. Okay, take it down. There's a lot of us that aren't hearing that. You can take it off. It's getting annoying. That means we have a young church. If you didn't hear, if you if you did not hear it, uh, the truth is that that noise is such, at such a high pitch that usually ages 30 and up cannot hear that sound. So we tested it earlier. We had a bunch of leaders in here. I'm like, y'all hear that? They're like, no. We're a young church, y'all. Amen. Listen, there was something going on, but because of what's happened to us with age and time, some of us weren't able to hear it. There's a sound that's being let out all through this room. But some of us, because of what's happened to us, because of where we've been led, because of what's happened to our ears, we've grown numb to the sound of God. Listen, he's calling you. Come on, every head bowed, every eye closed. He is calling you all over this place. Just bow your heads and close your eyes. Come on, just in respect to everyone here. Come on, he's calling you. He is calling you. He's calling you by name. The Bible says he knows the, the number of hairs on your head. He doesn't just know the number, but he numbered them. He said, this is number seven. He knows you by name, and he is calling after you today. He's calling you. Every head bowed. Every eye closed in this place today. God, you direct me. God, you guide me. God, you correct me. God, you protect me. All over this place, every head bowed, every eye closed. Listen, God wants you to make a response to today. And, and, and this is a call for those who need redirection to Father Shepherd. And this is just, just honesty, just you and God. Come on, forget about everybody around you. It's just you and Jesus. And, and this is a call this morning. And, and this is a call for your soul. This is a, a 911 call from the shepherd. And he's saying two words. He's saying, come home. Come home.
home. Come on, God is as close as the air you breathe. He is as close as the hair on your skin. Come on, he's calling you. You feel him. He's directing you. He's protecting you. All over this place, I can feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart. He's calling you. Listen, let me, let me do my work, says the Holy Spirit. Let me do my work. You've been running with the wind too long. Come home. The shepherd calls you by name this morning. He calls you. Listen, at the count of three, if you want some prayer, at the count of three, if you want to respond to today's message and you want to say, God, I'm ready to come home to the good shepherd once again. If that's you, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you want this re, come on, you, you want to redo this. You want to start again. You want to jump into the, the, the direction of the shepherd over your life. On the count of three, just shoot your hand up. I want to see you. One, two, three. If that's you, you, you need some redirection. Shoot your hand up. Come on. Hands are going up all over this room right now. Amazing. 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 Shoot your hand down. Awesome. If you're in this room today and you've never said yes to Jesus, you, you, you have no idea who the shepherd is. Every head bow, every eye closed. If you want to make a decision to say yes to Jesus for the first time today, I just want to ask you to raise your hand right where you're at. One, two, three, if you want Jesus all over this house. Amen and amen. Why don't you grab the hand of the person next to you as we close out today? Come on, let's bridge the aisles. Let's go grab that person and, and, and let's get everyone in here. Awesome. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, he directs me. Come on, everybody in here, tell your neighbor, he directs me. Tell your other neighbor, he protects me. Tell your first neighbor, he corrects me. The application of today's sermon, it really is, man, listen, he's talking to you. He's calling after you. And sometimes there's so many stuff going on in our lives, so much things that get in the way between us and the shepherd. Listen, God is calling you to have faith like a child, to have faith like a baby sheep and to just love him and to trust him and to believe in him that even if you're on the mountaintop or even if you're in the valley, he's leading you. Some of y'all feel like you're in the valley today. Listen, he's leading you. He doesn't promise to take you out. You will, there will be a better day. But listen, he says, I'm going to walk with you through it.